When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Today we're going to be going over Quinlan Voss. And if you remember in Kenobi episode 3, Obi-Wan saw the writings on the wall and said Quinlan. So, who is Quinlan? Well, we're going to go over as much as we can about Quinlan Voss. Then maybe we'll get a Kenobi season 2 or something. Hey, at least we know that Quinlan Voss survived Order 66. So anyways, let's begin. Only a handful of Jedi had managed to survive Emperor Palpatine's purge, and one of them was a dark Jedi who defeated Count Dooku in a duel. Today we're going to talk about Quinlan Voss, his life, and how he might pop up in the future of the Kenobi series. Quinlan Voss was born decades before the first Battle of Genosis. His home planet was a small terrestrial sphere in the Inner Rim territories named Kifu, tucked right in between neighboring worlds of Gorman and Typhera, where Bacta was first created, actually. At a glance, you might be tempted to consider Quinlan a human, but actually his species, like the Chiss or Pantorans was merely near-human. The Kifar famously marked themselves with traditional tribal tattoos. As a Jedi Knight, Quinlan proudly bore a yellow stripe across his face, signifying his continued connection to his tribe. As a child, Quinlan was identified by the Jedi Order as a Force-sensitive, and taken back to the temple on Coruscant for training. But there was something even more special about him. Thanks to his Kifar heritage, Quinlan possessed a gift that would serve him well as a Jedi Knight, psychometry. This ability allows Quinlan to sense the memories of anything he touched, even stones, cups, and other lifeless items. While tracking enemies across the galaxy, and especially useful during his hunt for Count Dooku, Quinlan would regularly press his fingers on a person's personal belongings to figure out where they had been, and where they might be going. This ability was also shared by Cal Kestis, as we know from Jedi Fallen Order. As the years passed in the Jedi Temple, and Quinlan grew from a youngling into a Padawan, the Masters noticed just how rebellious the young Kifar could be. But that in itself wasn't terribly unique. Most Padawans went through a rebellious phase anyways. Qui-Gon Jinn certainly gave Count Dooku trouble as he snuck into the temple to ponder the fate of the Jedi and the many forbidden prophecies. And even Obi-Wan Kenobi, the greatest example of the Jedi Code, regularly ran away from the temple as a youngling. But for some reason, Quinlan was quite different. He didn't conform to the Jedi way. When he should have been studying, he was resting. And when he should have shown respect, he jeered. And when the Jedi High Council said not to do something, Quinlan went ahead and did it anyway. In that way, at least, he shared something in common with Qui-Gon Jinn, who was famous at the time for being the biggest contrarian in the Jedi Order. Eventually, after Quinlan became a Jedi Knight, he discovered a Force-sensitive Twi'lek who would become a Jedi General, and lead Republic forces to victory across the Mid-Rim. This was Aelia Secura, and she actually played a key role in keeping Anakin Skywalker's dark side tendencies in check during the Second Battle of Kamino. Interestingly enough, while Quinlan was able to sense Aelia's strength,
strength in the Force, he wasn't able to pick up on Anakin Skywalker, even though the young slave boy once walked right past him in Mos Espa. And yeah, we see this in the movie. Throughout the following years, as Skywalker trained under Obi-Wan Kenobi, Quinlan Voss continued to be one of the greatest hunters and trackers in the Jedi Order. This ultimately led him to partner with Kenobi in order to track down the whereabouts of a powerful Outer Rim hut named Zero. Their hunt took them halfway around the galaxy, to the swamp-covered homeworld of the giant space slugs, Nalhada. There, beneath the neon moon of Narshada, Quinlan and Obi-Wan used Voss's power of force memory, also known as psychometry, to track Zero and eventually get a tip that the hut was on a distant planet named Teth. But by the time they arrived, it was too late. Zero was dead, assassinated for knowing too much of the hut's secrets. There was a silver lining though. Cad Bane, one of the most terrible bounty hunters in the galaxy, was also there, and the pair of Jedi decided to see if they were up to the task of capturing him. But after a few terrible swings of their lightsabers and some expert flamethrower and projectile shots from Bane, the Jedi realized they were outmatched. Bane got away, and Kenobi and Voss were forced to fly back to Coruscant empty-handed. Sometime after Quinlan returned, he would receive the greatest mission of his life, the Jedi Order, in an uncharacteristic move decided that Count Dooku was too big of a threat and that he should die. They declared that the Jedi Order would try to assassinate the fallen Jedi, and they selected their greatest tracker, Quinlan Voss, to carry it out. But the Jedi High Council should have known this was a mistake. So many Jedi were already losing faith in the Order. With every new battle, the Jedi were forced to ignite their lightsabers and kill Separatist soldiers who were more than just droids. A Jedi's job was to preserve life not take it. And even though Grandmaster Yoda reassured the Jedi that this conflict would ensure the greatest number of beings survived, plenty of knights and masters didn't believe him. Sora Bulk had already tried to cause a schism, and Eeth Koth had left earlier, perhaps fed up with the hypocrisy that he saw during his time as a leader. If Grandmaster Yoda and his fellow council members thought about it more carefully, they would have realized that any Jedi would have been tempted to fall to the dark side if they were to carry out such a reprehensible mission. But if we look at Quinlan Voss, there was perhaps Perhaps no Jedi who was more susceptible to the dark side. Voss didn't have an unwavering belief in the Jedi Code, and he regularly disregarded it whenever it was convenient. By selecting him for this mission, and then recommending that he team up with a dark side user named Asajj Ventress, Yoda and the Council all but doomed Quinlan. And by the time the mission ended, Voss became the very thing he vowed to destroy. From the beginning, his partnership with Asajj Ventress presented temptations that would lead Voss to the dark side. For starters, he was attracted to her. Romance alone was enough to drag many Jedi to abandon the Order, and in the worst possible scenario, fall to the dark side itself. But Ventress was also an extremely skilled dark side user, which meant she pressured Voss to abandon the light side at almost every moment, which he did. After the pair fell in love, Voss abandoned the Jedi way and delved into the dark side. He believed in this way he would finally be able to kill Count Dooku and perhaps the Sith Master who lurked in the shadows of the galaxy. But the pair's first assassination attempt didn't go as planned. Voss was captured, and Ventress barely managed to get away. While captive, Count Dooku was able to use his expertise in dark side torture to bend Quinlan to his will, and eventually turn him into a terrible dark Jedi who served the Separatist movement. Although he didn't take the Sith title of Darth, Voss became known as Admiral Enigma. He led Dooku's forces to a series of strategic victories in the following months, and perhaps would have led the Separatists to win the war if the Jedi Order and Asajj Ventress didn't team up to stop him. In 
last-ditch effort to save Quinlan's life, Ventress, Obi-Wan, and a handful of other Jedi infiltrated the Separatist ships and captured both Dooku and Vos. They planned to take both of the Dark Jedi back to Coruscant to stand trial, but the pair escaped. They didn't get far, as a volley of Republic turbo laser cannons clipped their escape vessel and forced them onto the surface of Christophsis below. Asajj Ventress followed along, and in a final showdown, the three came to blows. When Dooku tried to strike a killing blast on Vos with Force Lightning, Ventress jumped to intervene and was struck down instead. This single moment, the act of sacrifice, was enough to wash away the lingering effects of the dark side from Quinlan's mind. In the subsequent duel, Vos won and finished the fight in the way a Jedi should, by showing mercy. Although devastated by the death of Ventress, this allowed Quinlan Vos to regain his status as a Jedi, and after Kenobi explained how no other Jedi could have hoped to fare better in such a dark mission, the Jedi High Council realized their mistake and decided not to punish Vos for his fall to the dark side. But his time back with the Jedi Order was short-lived. Soon, Emperor Palpatine would execute Order 66 and Vos would be forced to go on the run. For the next 30 years, the Jedi Knight hid from the Inquisitors and Imperial patrols, although Master Luke Skywalker thought that Quinlan was still alive and active somewhere in the galaxy. The only true evidence of his existence came only 10 years after the final battle of the Clone Wars. On the mid-rim world of Mapuzo, Obi-Wan Kenobi discovered a small, barely legible piece of graffiti, which read, Quinlan was here. It's hard to know what this small bit of writing might entail for the future of Kenobi. Could Quinlan Vos pop up in the Kenobi series? If he did, what type of mission would he and Kenobi go on? We know that he's helping young Jedi find their way and sort of start a new life. So could he be with these young Jedi? Maybe younglings, maybe Padawans, maybe other masters? And will Vader track them down and destroy them? I think the obvious answer is that Kenobi and Vos could travel the galaxy, saving the lives of runaway Jedi younglings as they flee the Inquisitors. But of course, there's a problem with that. The Inquisitors were incredibly good at their job, and with Darth Vader as their leader, they were obsessed with killing Jedi. So much so that even a distant event in a tiny Outer Rim town was enough to warrant a full response from the Empire. Let me know what you guys think will happen with Quinlan Vos going forwards. Will we even see him? Or was this just a nice little mention to the fans of Quinlan so that we know he's still alive and maybe setting it up for him to appear in some other shows someday? Keep in mind, the opening of Kenobi beat every other show, including The Mandalorian. So it makes me wonder, why wouldn't we get a season two? Hopefully there's more of a story to tell, and I know there is, so I'm crossing my fingers that we'll get it. Maybe this time, written and directed by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Only two more episodes, everyone. I hope you're all ready. I hope it's going to be great, and I can't wait to share the experience with you. Thanks for watching today's video about Quinlan. If you want to check him out, make sure to check The Clone Wars, read the book Dark Disciple, and you can see him in The Phantom Menace when Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Anakin are walking past him as Sebulba interrogates Jar Jar. Have a great day, leave a like on this video if you liked it, and I'll see you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.